I'm trying to think of something that doesn't incredibly date this episode but we we love dating our episodes that's true i mean we could talk about our holiday experiences yeah yes we could mine aren't but you go ahead mine are nice mine are a lot cats are stressful (laughs) stressful (laughs) and a very stressful christmas my nephew has started like he ends like all of his sentences with like when he's like trying to tell people to do something with like come on guys but if there's only one person he does just say come on guys (laughs) it's so cute so he'll be like Noe, come play with me, guy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Also, Shoot. when he tells stories, he starts them all with, when I was a little boy, I... <laughs> oh. <laughs> that incredible. And he's like, what, three now? Yes, he's three. Oh, wow. When he, was, when he was a little boy. When yeah. he was a little boy. And he'll boy. literally then he'll tell a story from like last week. <laughs> Truly. Come it's on, really guy. good. It's As a little boy, I went to Monster Jam. He went to Monster Jam. Oh, and my God. Oh, Where my the God. kids see it's he's just five bucks. They were just five bucks (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh man but he is obsessed with it of course he won't talk about anything other than monster jam oh man frankly me either Mm -hmm. yeah what else is there to talk about yeah i don't know let's just cancel our podcast and have a podcast about welcome to our new podcast about monster jam Jam. (laughs) i've I've never Uh, seen monster jam (laughs) monster jam monster fam hey what up monster fam we got another episode coming at you quick. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what day of the week it comes out. Oh. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Metrodome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love our regionally specific. <laughs> intros. I think we did a whole. We, yeah, we definitely did, did a whole. Oh, we've piece. done a whole bit we've, about this. We've yeah. done a Monster we've Jam intro. We've done a Monster Jam intro before. Probably done multiple Monster Jam <laughs> This is not the first Monster Jam intro, and it won't be the last. No, it won't. <laughs> we, we should go to Monster Jam. Honestly, we should fucking go to Monster Jam. We should Jam. do a bonus episode where we do a live recording from Monster Jam. Oh, Apparently, yes. it's so loud. Because when my mm. when my nephew tells his story when he was a little boy and he went to Monster Jam, mm. um, he mentions how loud it was at least five times. I'm oh. sure it is very loud. A perfect place to record a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's a perfect ideal. recording. I want to show up there like the McElroys at the red carpet, each mm-hmm. of us with our own microphone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, Monster Jam 2020. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Let's yep. do it. We're now accepting donations for us to buy tickets to Monster Jam. And also build a soundproof booth for us to record in I mean, at Monster Jam. Thus defeating the purpose of us being at Monster Jam. <laughs> Frankly, it's not very expensive to go to Monster Jam. After all, kids' seats are only, <laughs> only $5. $5. Which one of you can pass as kids? You. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you. <laughs> what about you? You're, you're, you're Here's the thing. You know. I could maybe pass as a child, yeah. but also one time I went shopping with Chantel and a woman thought that I was her mother. So it's really a 50-50 toss-up whether or not someone thinks I'm a 50-year-old woman or a 12-year-old boy. Maybe we could get you like a senior ticket. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, and Kat and I will be wearing a giant trench coat, so that we only have to pay for, <laughs> for one, one for adult. one adult. Yeah, yeah. What? what a what a group we'll make. We really will get it done. I'll we'll wear my done. little like propeller hat and my oversized oh, lollipop yes. and my. Sailor I'll wear strangely out of date clothes, so yeah. people think I'm either a sad child that doesn't have new clothes yeah. or an old woman who is out of date. A Victorian yeah. orphan. Who a Victorian died in a orphan. And, yes. and Kat sitting on my shoulders will be holding one of your hands each. Yeah. Yes. And we'll be like, 
I am here with my child and mother. My family. <laughs> and you have to guess which is which. <laughs> you may so answer have... me these riddles. <laughs> so they only Noelle. have one guess. Noel, in this scenario, am I on the top? I'm on your shoulders? Yeah, you're on my so shoulders. I'm the head. But you're the one who's speaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, which the means voice... you have to move your lips in perfect synchronicity. <laughs> yeah, so the voice yeah. emanates from the stomach. <laughs> We'll oh, be man. like eight feet tall. We, really we have will. come to see the monster trucks. We heard the seats were only five bucks. <laughs> I'll only, only speak, speak in rhymes. rhymes. <laughs> ready to go to Monster Jam. Man, we are ready for Monster Jam. We heard Jam. this was a jam for monsters. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, Not that we are monsters. Not that we would know anything about such 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 whispering. So so to bring this back to our um, Christmas experiences. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> let's go way back to that. Um, I need to tell you that at Mike's, uh, my, my partner Mike, his grandmother's house, which we went to for Christmas Eve, um, they have this... Santa, where you hit the button and it plays the Space Jam theme. Oh my god! Oh my yes, god. I've never been more like yes. with physical envy. So I heard that at least twenty four times that evening. Hell yeah! So Blessed. jealous of you. Of the kids, yeah. the kids also received um, the most horrifying game that I have ever seen, which is uh, Shock Potato. It is a plastic potato, which you play hot potato with, but it has tiny little shock pads all over it that will give you an electric shock, not unlike a, a dog shock collar. Seems safe. Yeah. I want that I so also bad. want that. It was- um, That sounds so fun. I want to play that. Yes. Yeah. We're going to play it at Monster Jam. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be a real auditory soundscape. <laughs> <laughs> Every once really in a good. while, you'll hear one of us go, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> My wow, hands coming skinny. out of like- the snow white dwarf slightly steaming <laughs> lightly singed just here for a normal day with my family oh my god <laughs> holding a potato, holding a potato. covered oh, yes. in shock bags that's lunch oh man <laughs> would you like to hold my potato mm. careful it's hot Ew, that's a it's horrible little joke for you so anyway Let's Owie. play D and D. This is a really guess. coordinated you, and cohesive. You didn't let Cat say. Let's play D and D. Cat, what were you trying to say? <laughs> were you talking <laughs> about Christmas still? I'm gonna kill you. Oh, let's man. play, please. Let's play D and D. Cat, please, please. Let's just play D and D. How is your Christmas, Caitlin? <laughs> Mine was pretty good. I gotta see my little pup. Please, let's play D and D. She got discorporated. Shit. <laughs> hi, Why my name I... is Hi, my name is Kat and I'm your DM. I just want to know why I'm always the last to know. Hi, my name is Noelle. Who? What? And no. I play Fran. No. no. We just did this. We can't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> hi, my name is Caitlin and I play Corbin. Why did you look at your? Why did you have to look at your character? I forgot who I played. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> so sad. You seem so defeated. 
Um, my name's Hannah. I play Slake. Oh. All right. I also play the bottom half of Cat's body. <laughs> yep. I play either a child or an old woman. And I'm just a little boy. <laughs> and I'm the dad. <laughs> so last time you were confronted by the Ilfren guard and <laughs> ra- rather th- you, you made an executive decision. You said to you said to one another, you said, well, there's no point in attempting to talk to them. Let's just fight them. <laughs> well, we didn't want to fight them. We, we wanted to fight. steal we their most prized possession. And yeah. we did. And, and we, we yeeted. And, and we you yeeted. You, you, you yeeted on out of there. We very successfully fumbled our way to a yeet. It you was did. a perfect yeet. There were no flaws. No one involved made any mistakes. Yeah, yep. That's so true. Yep. Uh, so you, you got out of there. You fled into a, a basement bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary volunteered to stay behind with the horn and uh, and use it in order to strengthen the shield on the city. At some point in there, Fran also finally read the book that you guys got from Dawson and yes, yeah, and learned the I language learned the of the special go- knowledge. Yes, the and language I, of the gods. And I gave Mary like a rune drawing on her to like help her control her magic. Mm-hmm. Yep, you sure did. So she's doing that now. Uh, and uh, that's where we left you, was you coming up out of this basement, feeling feeling kind of bad about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not really the ideal scenario that you were all looking for, but it is the scenario that you're in now. So you emerge from the basement, and the shield has only been up for five minutes before another bombardment starts. This one is short. And you see the fireballs splashing against the golden dome overhead, but they don't even crack it. They just pound away uselessly until they stop. And then a minute later, a dark winged shape passes overhead, circles the city once, and then crashes down full force against the dome. Hugin shrieks with rage and fury, and his talons scrape across the dome of golden light, leaving wide gouges that do not penetrate and repair themselves as soon as he moves away. God, Mary's fucking killing it. Mary's insane strong, dog. Yeah. Crazy. She's uh, had a curse on her for a long time, and he has lifted the curse like a fairy tale hero. You see people filtering out of the shelters looking upward at this glittering veil which has shrouded their city and there are whispers about what could this be? Is this Varahara's power? Is it another god? Is this to protect them or to trap them? They don't know. What do you guys want to do? You got a little time to kill. Well, mm-hmm. Torba's got a little Alden to kill, yeah. so like maybe we should be Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the next thing to do. Yeah. I mean, although we, we, so like our plan was we're gonna Get Phelan. Yeah, yeah, fucking Phelan. And undo his little tattoo. His whole situation. Yeah. yeah. And then ha- have him help us get Alden. Yeah. But every he, time we've tried to call him, he like won't fucking come. Yeah. Like yeah. a badly trained dog. Mm. Well, uh, if you do want to kill a little bit of time, it may be prudent to take a long rest. Yeah. Okay, let's you, do that. You haven't recovered spell slots or hit points or anything. Okay. And- Maybe we should figure out like a direction we want to go first. Yeah. And like scope well, out the situation so that maybe when we sleep, Corbin can like yeah. have some specifics to go on. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if Corbin turned into a flying thing that isn't a crow to go <laughs> look at 
Torbis camp if you had like perhaps a moth okay yeah. so i turn into a moth and i want to go scope out above the barracks and see what the battlefield looks like okay uh will you please make a perception check for me pink or black dice you guys call it so i can blame somebody if no, i fail. no that's too to much pressure yourself. fuck all right i choose pink you guys should have called it <laughs> 13 13 all right with a 13 you you flutter up to the top of the wall and you float out across the battlefield. Well, what is not a battlefield yet, but will one day be. And uh, you see the anthill of activity below you. There's just it is rows upon rows of tents. There's one prominent tent in the middle of the camp that is gold with black banners. Uh, so something important is definitely there. However, your observations are cut short, Corbin, as a black shape darts out at you. Please make a dexterity check. Uh, I'm going to do black this time. We'll see how it goes. Mm. 11. I hate this. You know that if Corbin turns into a human in this camp, that he will die. <laughs> yeah, that's three damage, which is uh, enough Definitely. to oh kill God. you. So I'm in midair. I'm falling rapidly. <laughs> and you see a swarm of these black shapes. They're not hawks. You haven't seen these for a very long time. Oh. Not since Torva's Mountain, where you had a, a very intimate experience with these blotter birds mm. that Torva uses as his sentries. Mm -hmm. These monstrous black birds swarm down at you, and a shout comes from below you <laughs> as archers on the ground spot the shape falling and the birds swarming. Why? And a moment later... Fiery arrows come shooting up, but you are still out of range. What are you going to do as you fall well, through the sky? So I, my best bet, I feel like, would be to turn into a crow and then fly back into the like safety of the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that, I guess, to turn into a crow. Make an uh, acrobatics check. Okay. 15. 15? Tell me how you do this with the number 15 out of 20 cool in mind. Okay. Um, so I'm falling through the sky... I roll into a tiny little ball and I turn into a bird, mm -hmm. into a crow, beautiful black crow. But I, I kind of mistime my roll. So I am like on my back still as a bird for a hot second mm -hmm. and I flap stupidly. But then I right myself mm -hmm. and I dodge an arrow and another bird. Ooh. Yeah. And then Ooh. I fly back over the, the wall and then the water birds all smash into the fucking thing and they all die and they can't hurt us anymore ever again. <laughs> Well, I mean, you said it, so I guess... I it's said bad. it, so it's canon. <laughs> well, they don't all die, but you do. You fly through this barrier, and it opens for you and closes right behind you, and all the birds, like... It's like they splat onto it like liquid. Like it's spirited away. Like, like it's spirited, spirited away. away. And then they sort of melt off of it and reform into birds that then fly away. Okay, I scream at them in my crow uh, tongue mm -hmm. after I'm on the other side. And the uh, the sentries on the wall all jump to attention and start pointing their their bows at this spot in the wall that opened up. But oh, they don't see you at all. Oh, thank God. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool. So then I fly back to Fran and uh, Slake. Corbin, what happened? <laughs> Fucking birds! I love them, but not these ones. These are Torva birds, and they pretty much descended on me like two seconds after I left the barrier. So that's going to be a whole thing that we get to deal with. Oh. Did you see the field where you saw Phelan before? Did I? 
Yeah. So the the field is at the back of Torva's camp on the other side from where the city is. Okay. So looking at our map, if we wanted to go around Torva's camp, we could either go through the forest or through the lake. Yes. The Although lake. the lake is like patrolled patrol, by his troops. Patrolled by his troops. Yeah. And also has an angry, insane god in it. So. Oh, yeah. But he's, he's beneath the water. It's fine. <laughs> Okay, so we want to find like a another abandoned building, take a rest to mm-hmm. recover some strength mm-hmm. after that fight and stuff. Okay, you do so. You find a, a little house. Looks like uh, it used to be a bakery. This is a a bakery. The baker lived above the the bakery. Oh, <laughs> is that where? Yeah, where did the baker live? Above the bakery. Oh, oh okay. God. Where was the bakery below the baker? <laughs> below below yeah. the baker. Yeah, it was. Okay. What did he do there? He baked. <laughs> what was uh, his and occupation? He, <laughs> well, he was a stoner, but <laughs> so this is a good place. So we sleep. We sleep. So I want to. Obvi- I'm assuming, mm-hmm. obviously, I want to see where Phelan is and like what he's doing. And okay. Shit. All right. If possible, I also want to see Alden, but mainly I want to see Phelan. Mm-hmm. Twelve. All right. So twelve is not great, but it's not a failure. <laughs> so, Corbin. You your dream starts in blackness. And it is a familiar blackness. It is the blackness that you saw inside Dawson's bag. And you see in the distance stars. And then you are pulled violently out of this and tumble onto the ground. And there's blood coming from your chest. And you look down and the blood on your hand, it's not your blood. It's not your hand. And you look up and you are in a tent. And a boy who looks like Phelan sits up from a a cot and he gives this grin behind which is a madness you've never seen before in any living person. And he says, what happened to you, brother? And then uh, your dream ends. Mm. No. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so I wake up. And I'm like, Oh. Does that wake you guys up? Are you already awake? What's happening? I, I, I'm woken up by that. I sit yeah. up in bed and I have a sleep mask made of my hair. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, what? I hate that. What happened? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, you guys, I had a dream, as I do most nights. What did you see? So I thought I was seeing Alden at first, but he was failing. And he oh. was like in Dawson's bag or something. And then... In Dawson's bag. I don't know. And then he had blood all over him. And then his brother was there. And his brother looked super crazy. Holy shit. And then his brother was like, brother, you look bad. And I wanted to punch him in the face. Anyways, (laughs) uh, Phelan looked, he seemed fucked up. They're both in Dawson's bag? <laughs> Everywhere all in Dawson's bag. Oh, no. I'm not ready. We've for always this. been there the whole time. I'm not ready for this. Not technically untrue. Oh. No cat. <laughs> well, what you saw inside Dawson's bag wasn't the inside of Dawson's bag though. It's a portal. It, yeah, it was the void. Like, so Phelan was in the void? I guess. I don't know. 
he then like he like woke up or something and then there was blood everywhere. Uh, how how literal are your dreams? Usually they're pretty literal. Uh, should we should we try praying to him? Yeah, sure. Okay. Fran puts her little hands together. Yeah. Yeah. Corbin puts his little hands over his heart right where the uh, wound was. Yeah. Right on his boob window. Right on his boob window. Balin, are you okay? There is silence. And then from between Corbin's fingers, blood begins to seep. Oh! <laughs> Corbin, are you all right? Corbin! There's no, when you pull your hands away, Corbin, there's no wound. Okay. And your hands are clean. But you look down at the drips of blood on the floor, and it spells out, don't come. I don't like this. Uh, I, wait, I want to put my hands back over my heart and say, Dear Phelan, we're fucking coming. <laughs> Just wait, okay? We're on our way. D- is there any more blood come out of me? No, there's no more blood. Okay. That's the clearest sign you've ever gotten from Phelan. Honestly, that's the most, like, direct thing Phelan's ever said to us. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking listen. Yeah, no, that's garbage. <laughs> Why do you think he never gives you a clear message? <laughs> <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> we're gonna do what we're gonna do. Alright, point taken. <laughs> uh Fran starts like frantically looking through her frantically. Um looking yeah. through her spell book, being like, Why don't I have a fucking transportation spell? Why didn't I know how to to teleport? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Why wouldn't I learn that? Fran, you are an idiot, but not for this. It's fine. <laughs> uh, he He's like, I mean, he's got more stamina, though, right? Than- I mean, he's like a god, so it'd be hard to, like, kill him, but he's clearly fucked up. Well, he's clearly scared. Sounds like somebody gives a shit about Phelan. I don't know what you're talking it's like, about. like, getting on this. I'm still looking through my We all give a shit about Phelan. <laughs> god damn it, where's Mary when I need her? Mary cares about failing too. Whatever. Just like you idiots do. (laughs) Whatever, he's just hot. (laughs) That he is. Um, I mean, at this point, what I'm thinking is the only way we're going to get into Torva's camp is if we make like a major ruckus. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. But like, what about that goddess? The one who's helping Rove? Yeah, Yeah. Rove. That's what I was thinking. So how can we we get to to Rove? I could go fishy if you want to go rescue Phelan. When Corbin saw Rove, was she, like, in Dwarven Chains? Yes. Okay. So, please, Pass Without Trace. Okay, so I cast Pass Without Trace on all of us. Okay. Is the side that's, like, to the lake, the side of the city that's against the lake, is that, like, not as strongly guarded? Yes. Okay, Okay. Cool. Yeah, so, you can, I mean, the guards are spread very thinly over that wall, so okay. you could totally just fly right through them. Okay, cool. Okay. So, how do you want to, what do you want to do? I think I might just do Crow. Mm-hmm. Until I get to the lake and then dive bomb in and be a fish. Okay, so that might be the best way because I can do I can use crow for free. Mm-hmm. Fish counts, mm. and that way I still have one wild shape left if I absolutely need it. Mm. All right, uh, then roll a roll a stealth check. But you know what, my friend, I'm gonna give you advantage. <gasps> well, good thing I got advantage. I mean, you also have pass without trace. Well, good thing I got advantage. <laughs> Fifteen. That'll do, I mean, because you're just speeding just through. Over, yeah, yeah. You do, like, people are alerted after you have already gone by. Right. They go, what was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you 
are already into the water. You cool. turn into a little fishy. A oh, fishy. And I'm specifically like a cool fish. I'm a cool cave fish. That's specifically the kind of fish that I can turn oh, yeah. into. Yeah, you're a cool cave fish. So, so I look dope. you are a glittering white presence mm-hmm. in this otherwise completely dead lake. And you you feel this presence mm-hmm. in the lake. And it is around you and it is pounding in your head every like pulse it feels like you've just suddenly got a really bad headache with every movement you make there is a pulse that like rocks through your little fishy body and it it hurts it doesn't do do any damage but it Mm -hmm. hurts every time and where are you going are you just going into the lake or so where's the last time we saw rove she was kind of like by she she was by the pillar of ice that's in the center of the lake um, I guess I'll check there first. Yeah, as you get closer to the pillar of ice, this pressure around you builds mm-hmm. and it to the point where it's almost you almost can't see you're in so much pain. And then you find the bottom of this boat and you stick to it and that pain alleviates. Mm. And you are able to like take a deep breath of, of fresh water. Um, okay, I want to get out of the water. Obviously, I turn back into a boy. Poke your little head out like yeah. Pocahontas. Yeah, I'm going to poke my little head out like Pocahontas. <laughs> and I just want to kind of peek as much as I can. All right, so Corbin, you poke up your little head. And uh, you see on this platform, there is a tent, an unassuming white tent. And outside of it, there is a... It's not a human guard or any kind of mortal. It is a construct. It looks like a just a big old suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And it is clad in Torva's purple tabard. Uh, but when you peek up into that visor, there is nothing behind it. Uh, how long is the boat, Kat? Probably about 15 feet in length. Is Or the platform. The platform is 15 feet okay. square. I have to be very specific about the way that I do this. Okay. So, and I'm, I have a strategy in place, and I really hope it works and doesn't go terribly for me. I hope so, too. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. So, I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. And I need to aim it so that it is not hitting the, like, tent, where I'm assuming Rove is, mm-hmm. but just hits the guy. But it's 10 feet wide. So, the creature must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet away from me in a direction, whatever direction that the wind is blowing. All right, uh, that is going to be a 15. Doesn't meet it. Oh. 16 was 16. the number to beat. What, what? So it gets pa- pushed back how much? 15 feet. 15 feet. It brings up its arms to block you, and the gust of wind topples it over. Mm-hmm. It goes ass over tea kettle into the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the entire platform begins to shake. Please make a uh, dexterity save. Okay. Uh, it's a 20, but not natural. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're fine then. As the platform shakes and tilts and water splashes up onto it, and the uh, there is a horrible low moan that comes up from the lake, and then it goes silent. Sweet. So I fucked that thing. I want to go in the tent. <laughs> you guys are really just... I, use I my, mean, that's that's using your brain. I use it my is, brain. It is really good. And you know what? Actually, I am going to give you a point of inspiration. <gasps> yes! yes! As Ma- 
sad as I am that I don't get to beat Pat, you up. Thank you. What I love does you. it do again, by the way? The point of inspiration? You can uh, make advantage on any, any attack roll or save yeah. oh, cool. or ability check. I yeah. still got mine from like a million years ago. Yep. Yep. All right. So you you are now alone on this platform in front of this tent. Mm-hmm. I would like to enter. You enter the tent. Dun dun. Uh, inside, there is only one person and only one thing. And it is the goddess of rain, Rove. She is chained to a pole in the center of the tent. And she does not look up when you come in. She looks drawn and her bluish skin is pale. And it looks like it's flaking. Like she's just so dry. She has not had access to magic or water. Moisturizer. She needs to moisturize. (laughs) Okay, say, uh, my name is Corbin. I'm here to rescue you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She looks up at you, and her uh, it takes a minute for her eyes to focus. And then she licks her lips and shakes her head and says, this is some sort of trick. I'm not falling for it. I won't do it. Uh, that's fair. I get why you would think that. It's not a trick, though. Um, I don't know if I have any ice spells. I mean, you could, like, try to separate it from her skin and maybe she could use a nice spell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Put some, like, fabric or some shit. I take, um, I was going to use some of mine, but I guess there's not really not much there. Yeah. So I, <laughs> be naked. I take, um, I take a corner of the tent and I rip it. Mm-hmm. And I go and I reach out to her hands and I'm, like, very slow and gentle because I don't want her to freak out. Mm-hmm. She's like... Seems upset. I don't know why. Um, (laughs) And I just stuff the fabric like underneath the manacles Mm -hmm. on both of her hands. And I say, if you use um, your an ice spell or like ice magic, you can break the manacles and you can use magic now because there's your skin's not touching them. So she looks up at you and, and for the first time she makes eye contact and you see her eyes are completely white. Badass. And, you know, mirrored in your own Mm -hmm. completely black eyes. Uh, And she narrows her eyes, and then the manacles freeze and shatter. Dope. And she stands up. You look like Fran, but older and hotter. (laughs) Rove stands, and she is seven feet tall, completely naked. I'm in love. Oh, my God. I've never been more in love with any woman in my life. (laughs) Damn. Uh, And she looks down at her hands, and you see her skin, the dryness in her skin just disappears as her whole body is coated in a thin layer of of rain of water so cool and her hair grows from her head and it is just like droplets of water unlike fran you know who has like a solid mass rove's hair is like a continuous rainstorm that cascades down from her head it's amazing and she looks at you she says who are you um I'm the uh, guardian. And My she, name's Corbin. She takes a step forward and she grabs the necklace that you have from from Pavia. And she looks at it and then you and says, did Pavia send you? Are you one of hers? Uh, I, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, not directly exactly, but yeah, like uh, we're dope. We're cool. We're friends. <laughs> I see. So she has set her fate against Torva. Oh, hell yeah. It is good to hear that somebody else is resisting. We we need to go now. And she uh, she takes. Oh wait, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Rove, 
Um, I am not married. Miss Rove, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, you're very cool looking. Uh, can you help us? We're trying to rescue some people um, in Torva's camp and we need a really big distraction so that my friends can help rescue the people. They're very important. They could help us win the war. Like, probably. One of them's a fucking asshole. Actually, both of them are assholes. <laughs> I hate both of them, for the record. <laughs> but they're very useful. You are not doing a very good job of convincing me. Yeah, I'm not good at doing that in general. Are you alone? Cur- currently? Yeah, I, well, I'm with you. <laughs> I have friends. I have friends. No, like, I have friends, though. Like, they're just not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really are one of Pavia's. <laughs> Always telling the truth. Sure. I cannot stay here. My brother... Oh, my brother. He cannot be allowed to escape. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's fucked up. If Torva finds a way to pull him together, he will... Either side with Torva... Torva will kill him and sacrifice his heart to one of his generals. Torva has generals? We've met them. You've met them. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> and she shakes her head and says, I am the only one who can pull my brother together and I will not do it. And I will not remain here to be captured again. Can you make a big, crazy ruckus when you leave? My power is diminished. What has happened to my city? Oh, we saved it. It's super cool. It's chill. There are not so many people there. Where have they all gone? Uh, I think they're coming here to help fight Torva. Is this your doing? Yeah. Has Pavia truly exerted such influence on the world? Well, I didn't technically know Pavia was even like a thing until like a couple weeks ago. This was just like, we're just mad at Torva. We just want to get him good. <laughs> this is just like me and my friends really don't like him. We killed Torva after 10 arcs. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> gotcha! So Rove takes a step towards the flap of the tent and peeks out and then looks back at you. What god... Gave you your power, little listener. It is not Pavia's that I see in you. Uh, technically, I guess Kai? Um, <laughs> maybe? She's still around, then. Well-ish. There is a much that I've missed while manacled to Torva's side. Tell me. Who plays the game? What pieces are on the board? Uh, Torva's in the field and he's trying to make a dragon happen. Uh, his son is trying to betray him, but he's got crazy, uh, tattoos that are making him not be able to. We definitely can take them off of him and then Alf. Alf. <laughs> we can take them. We can take Alf. We can him. take him. Alf is here. He's Alf helping us out. Side. Alf is really helping us out. Alf is on the board. <laughs> Varahara's coming. Uh, people from Madrid are coming. People from Danmar are coming. We have pirates that are on their way. Pavia's out there. Wait, what? Yeah? Enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and who brought these forces together? Who opposes him? 
like me and my friends, we just want to get him. <laughs> we really can't stand him. He made our city fall from the sky, and we kind of got angry about that. And also, he <laughs> fucked with our goddess. So, not Kai. Different. Well, kind of Kai, but, like, she's her own lady. She's cool. Explain. Her name's Mary. That is not an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, I guess, the daughter of Kai and Torva. Um, but Kai did not inhabit her body, so, like, she grew up. And have either of her parents given her a name? Nope. She's the, she doesn't want that to happen, but she knows she has to have one eventually. She's like, it's a whole thing. It's fucked up. It saddens me deeply to hear that she has already begun to play the game of gods. Yeah, me too. We are all so tired of it, little listener. That's why we gotta get Torva. Gotta get him good. She smiles at you. And she... Brings up a hand and, like, pets your head. Oh, my God. My knees buckle. <laughs> your hair gets just soaking wet. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> she says, little listener, listen well. I will give you this boon. Oh, my God. When I depart this place, I will bring down a storm. It will last only as long as my footsteps remain on this ground. So use it wisely. I must go to my followers. When they arrive, you will have my backing. But oh, I have one yeah. request. Yo, what's up? I am not the only one Torva holds here. You must free her. Farah, the guide. I've seen her and I know her here. Oh, hell yeah. Find her and free her. He cannot be allowed to do what he wishes. He cannot be allowed to bring them back. I don't know if you mean the dragons or the giants, but I don't want either of them, so we're on it. And she kisses your forehead and oh takes a step back. I, like, almost pass out. <laughs> and the she steps back through the flap of the tent, and the wind around her picks up. And she looks towards the sky, and her spine lengthens as she stands, oh tall, her chin raised. And she reaches up to the sky and pulls down a rainstorm, just a torrent of rain. And the tent flap whips back and forth and she is gone. Oh my god, Ooh. fuck yeah. Shit. Um, I can't communicate to you guys. I mean, I, I would assume that we're when like, you see oh, that, it it's like, oh, it's time. <laughs> Something's yeah. up. Um, so we're still in the city. We need to find a way over the walls. Hold on. Let me just look at my spells really quick. Because maybe I'll just cast Gaseous Form on both of us. That'd be probably good, yeah. As soon as the rain starts to fall, I turn to Slake and I'm like, it's time to go. Seems like it, yeah. All right, we'll stick together. Sounds like a plan. Phelan first, then hopefully Alden. All right. Let's go. years and I can still smell the fresh dames um, hello it's me Noelle I'm in the mineral today as I haven't been for a few episodes <laughs> I mean you've heard my you've heard some of my editing but but not my 
wonderful ad voice. <laughs> Thank you guys for being patient as our posting schedule has been a little bit more unpredictable uh, than it used to be. All right. Um, so I would love to thank specific people. And those specific people are people who left us reviews on the podcast app. Truly, they are the strong ones. Uh, thank you so much to WizMod, Caleb98, Sam me Sham Sam, Sneaking Crab, A Key Smash, I can't say it, Grumpy Deer, Dev Geo, Jason Abdonal, Faith Hope and Trick, Kip on Lover 420. <laughs> um, what I'm assuming is a bunch of, you know, like those dancing Pac-Mans that are made out of brackets and stuff. One of those. And then Mothman. <laughs> you guys have really good names. Thank you for your names and thank you for your views. Uh, those really, really help us. They help our podcast show up on people's recommended, not only in Apple Podcasts, but on other podcatchers as well. So it is one of the best things you can do to help us out. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our new and upgrading patrons over on patreon.com slash damesanddragons where we post outtakes, deleted scenes. Uh, I post some like extra special music sometimes. Uh, there's some maps and and everything is tagged so like even if you can access like the maps technically on our other social media unfortunately it usually gets lost really fast everything on the patreon is tagged by episode by arc and by category so i think it's very nice to be able to navigate that way especially if you're re-listening or listening for the first time but you're like a little bit behind it's really nice i did it i'm just bragging <laughs> All right, thanks so much to Genevieve, Allison, Cece, Jason, Rosie, Allie, Merciless Mercy, Carson, Jessica, Jay, Meg, B. Brown Boot, Kelly, Emma, and last but not least, Evil Bill Nye. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what an honor to have you as our patron, <laughs> Evil Bill Nye. I, I can't overstate it. It's truly... A blessing. I also want to tell you guys today about uh, another wonderful Patreon that you can uh, just like tiptoe your little feet on over to, and that is the Warlock Patreon. Cobalt Press, the makers of the Tome of Beasts, the Midgard campaign setting, and Deep Magic are putting out dark fantasy 5th edition content on a monthly basis through the Warlock Patreon. You can get player options, monsters, magic items, and more for as low as $1 a month. For $3 a month, you can get awesome Warlock lairs, short adventures by some of the industry's best, like DSPN's own Celeste Conowich. For $5, you can get the zine in print. And for the rest, you can find out more at patreon.com slash cobalt press. And uh, tell them Dames and Dragons sent you. <laughs> I also want to tell you about D&D &D Beyond, <clears throat> which is wonderful, great. Um, Kat uses it a lot during our, our campaign. <laughs> Unfortunately, usually when she mentions it, it's like right at the beginning of a battle. <laughs> so it usually gets edited out because like I'm trying to like make it a little bit more climactic because for us in real time, just, you know, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, 
basically, Kat will be like, and then you see a giant Scorpo. And then there's like 10 minutes of Kat being like, D&D Beyond. I'm opening up D&D Beyond. And the rest of us being like, boopy da boop, boopy doo boop, be D&D Beyond. Um, and then we get into like rolling, <laughs> rolling initiative and stuff once Kat has like opened up all her her stats and info on D&D Beyond. <laughs> And it's really, really nice for that. Being able to keep track of your monster and also be able to look up any spell you need, any item you need, any ability, everything. And no no turning pages, no visiting indexes, no looking at tables of contents, only search bar and results. So if you like to play D&D and you like to uh, feel convenience and uh, sing a song in your heart, Check out D&D Beyond. Also, make sure to check out DSPN's newest show, Dark Fortunes. Leave behind the safety of the Humblewood and travel down the Tangrip coast to the Bay of Palouche, home to both the Kingdom of Den and the Serpent Domain. But neither hold the true power of the Bay, for that lies in the sea itself and the pirate lords that call her tides their own. The Dread Pirate, Captain Bluebeak, Tiberius Fang, Kin the Bladeless, and Gabrielle Flor, the self-proclaimed Pirate Queen. Each one vying for power over the very tides themselves. But do any of them really have what it takes to hold up the legacy of the briny bulldog? Tune in each week to find out if our little crew has what it takes to stand up to the pirates of the blood-soaked waters. Dark Fortunes is available every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Set sail for high seas adventure. Wonderful. Oh, man. I'm just eating a cookie. Um, last of all, a message to Chantel. I'm so sorry. People who have misophonia are like <laughs> in a rage right now. But a gal's gotta eat. Sorry about it. Chantel, the code word is Noel today. It's just, it's Noel. And, um, and that's the end of a long sequence. Chantel, the sleeper agent is active. Go. turn us both into gaseous little people. <laughs> gaseous little people. And we fly over the wall toward <laughs> Torva's camp. All right. So you fly into Torva's camp and it is in disarray. There are soldiers running towards the lake, but they know it's too late. Rove is out. Yes. And she is mad. Mm-hmm. The rain comes down in torrents, in sheets. It is impossible to see more than five feet in front of you. It is so heavy with rain. You make your way to the front lines of Torva's camp, but all of the cook fires are out. People hurry back and forth between tents, holding their shields over their heads as makeshift umbrellas. It looks like this rain hurts when it hits them. Like, not, you know, it's not cutting them or anything, but it is raining Cats and dogs. Oof. Not just one or the other, both. <laughs> uh, where do you guys want to go? How do you want to try and navigate? 
Um, I think we want to start with the fancy tent. All right. Yeah, so please make a nature check to find your way through the rain and the maelstrom. All right, I got a 20, but not natural. I got a 23. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You guys navigate through this rain, which passes harmlessly through your gaseous forms, uh, and you make your way to this fancy golden tent in the center of camp and uh, peek underneath, and you see there are generals huddled around this big table full of maps, and standing with them is Cecilia. Oh, shit. She looks drawn and tired. She's wearing a gown of black and purple and a black veiled headdress. And the generals look to her nervously as they discuss what to do about this new obstacle, this shield over the city. And she doesn't speak, just shakes her head occasionally and takes notes in a little black notebook. And eventually, after a, after a, several of these suggestions are played out, she says, I will convey your plans to our lord. And then she turns to leave and one says, Ah, my lady Cecilia, have you seen Lord Phelan? And she rolls her eyes. She says, he's probably with his brother. And they all look very nervously and they... And one finally says, could you fetch him for us, my lady? And she glares daggers at them and points and says, go get him yourself. And then she leaves. And you see her just like, as soon as she leaves the tent and goes into the rain, this dignified demeanor drops and she just sprints. (laughs) 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 Because it is raining very hard. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we can follow the guards. We're going to fetch Phelan. Yeah. So uh, you're going to slip on in behind them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, They all stand outside. There's another tent not far away. And they stand outside this tent looking nervous. And one of them says, oh, geez, Marty, I don't want to go in there. Oh, my God, Marty. <laughs> Marty. And Marty says, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, you, I did it last time. He says, oh, geez, Marty, come on. <laughs> it's raining, and I don't. Last time I did it, he threw a knife at me. <laughs> Classic Phelan. <laughs> Typical Phelan. And then finally, Marty reaches up, and he, he taps at the at the door and they both have like their shields raised over their heads as makeshift umbrellas and uh a golden head pops out and the two of you have not seen this boy before Mm -hmm. he has the same brown skin and black eyes as his brother but his curls are gold instead of black and he has this look of mad glee in place of Phelan's melancholic tones and he looks at the two guards as soon as he pops out I want to slip into the tent Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. But I'll still listen to him. Yeah, and he just says, Sorry, my brother's not here right now. Come back later. And then he uh, reaches forward and he just like shoves them and they both go sprawling back. <laughs> Shit. Asshole. Is Phelan in here? Uh, you are in this tent. You look around and there is a large blood stain on the floor, but no Phelan. Okay, I leave. Please, instead of leaving, <laughs> one track mine. You hear a little chime as you come into the tent. Oh. Hmm. And Fran, 
that is going to be a 16 to hit. That hit. So you heard a little <laughs> a chime as you enter the tent. And as he, he pushes away the guards and then grabs a sword that's next to the tent and just spins in an arc. And he slices through you, Fran. And that is going to be... So that, but you have resistance to non-magical attacks. So that'll be eight damage total. Okay. And he looks around and he is grinning wildly. He says, I know you're in here. This is fun. We should do this more often. I don't want to be in here. I leave. I leave. I agree. <laughs> yep. Uh, you're going to have to disengage. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Wait, I'm using my turn to disengage. We're like gas. All right. Yeah, you leave. And uh, he's going to chase you. <laughs> So he's gonna like Jesus. burst out the door and yeah, he just, under the flap. I went under I went under the back of the tent. He slices down the wall of the tent and steps through. And What's he, his problem? He's fucking crazy. Oh my god. His well, god name is the pillaging. Okay. Well, I'm gonna follow uh Fran and this psychopath. Yeah. Orestes, which is his name. You guys don't know that, but yeah. the listeners do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orestes calls out and he says, Which one are you? Are you his girlfriend? <laughs> I hear he likes you. Come out. I want to see if you're pretty. And he uh, is just sort of wildly slashing in the air as he chases after you. Is he not affected by the rain? Uh, he's just ignoring it. Oh, God. I think we should fly up higher. Yeah. Out of reach. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So you do, and he he can't fly. He's not that magical. Oh, what a dumb bitch. (laughs) Idiot. But uh, he is just, you see him from above, standing in the middle of this empty camp. Everybody has fled into tents. And he has soaked his golden curls sticking to his, his gaunt face. And he is grinning from ear to ear as he looks around, circling. He says, okay, all right. Well, I'm just going to go find my brother. He says it very loudly, and he drags his sword as he walks towards another tent. He says, oh, no, Phelan, your friends are here. What am I going to do? Oh, God, oh wow. This is, this is just the worst. <laughs> I have an idea. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to run it by you. Yeah. So let's say that we got really high in the air. Uh-huh. And then let's say that I turned off my... Or you undid our gaseous forms. Uh-huh. And let's say that I had a 10-foot metal pole. <laughs> <laughs> if Phelan is in there, can we wait for him to, like, drag himself out to come try to protect us from his nasty brother? Mm. You sure can. Uh, because I want to scope out his tattoo and know exactly what I have to slice. Oh, and mm-hmm. he could be—he could be fucking with us too. Phelan might not even be in. I, there. That's what I mean. Yeah, too. yeah. Ugh. You're so smart. So <laughs> I'm gonna wait and see if Phelan yeah. comes out. Uh, Phelan does not come out for a minute. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then Orestes turns on his heel, walks into the tent, and he comes out, and he is dragging his brother behind him. Mm. And Phelan looks bad, but also, like, good. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just say, so, like, (laughs) hypothetically. See, he has a bloody gash that is from his collarbone down to about his, just below his breastbone. And his face is smeared with blood, and he just collapses into the mud 
And he looks upwards and he looks around and he looks back at his brother and he says, This is not a funny joke, Orestes. I'm hurt. Just leave me be. Oh, is somebody sad because daddy tried to sacrifice you? Oh, I'm so sad for you. And he just takes a winding up and kicks Phelan in the ribs. Mm. Okay, so now it's time for us. Now let's kill him. All right, so I, I am looking down to see Phelan's tattoo. Where? What can I do to break it as quickly as possible? You're going to need some, some access to him. There mm-hmm. have been so many layers mm-hmm. made and remade, just like rules lawyering all over his arm. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's going to take a little bit of time to undo this work. All right. That makes sense. Can I choose to unfart or does Fran have to unfart? <laughs> I have to do both. And um, to unfart? Yeah. I turn us both back into corporeal forms <laughs> and I'm casting Ice Spear at fourth level as I... <laughs> Okay, roll to hit. Get advantage? Yeah. Okay, well, I got a 27. That hits. <laughs> okay, cool. Can I, I actually might use my point of inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Because I rolled and it was crap both times. Oh, okay. So, so. use it to re-roll one yeah. more time. Oh my God, guys. You got this, you got this, you got this, you got this, you got this. I believe. So that's going to be a 15 plus 7, so. That'll hit. Oh, thank you. God. Okay, cool. I want to come down and just like fucking um, aim for his head with my mace. Mm -hmm. All right. So first one down is Fran and she hits him in the shoulder Mm -hmm. and he lurches forward and he laughs as Fran rolls to the side and then comes down Slake who bashes him on the head and he rolls forward and then picks himself back up to his feet. He cracks his neck and he looks at the both of you and he says, <laughs> So is it the blue one or the green one that you like, Phelan? Not really my type, but I guess we'll see what they look like on the inside. villain. Oh, I love him, but I hate him, and I, I want to kill him. <laughs> He's a real yandere. He's a really yandere. You haven't even gotten to know Orestes. <laughs> Listen, we know enough, Kat. Yeah, I don't really think I want to get to know yeah, Orestes. We know enough. <laughs> We're gonna arresty him. Yeah. I really hope some of our listeners know Greek mythology. I'm sure some <laughs> of them familiar. do. Orestes yeah, is like uh, in Greek mythology, is oftentimes associated with tales of like what it means to be human and also madness and like going Ooh. mad. A big thing is that he is the one who basically his mother tricked him into killing his father and then was cu- cursed by the Furies. It's that's a whole thing. Hmm. Very cool story. Hmm. Look at layers you. upon layers of mythologies here. Like an onion. Like an onion. Like an Orestes onion. is like an onion of mythology. Oh, I love it. And okay. now he's going to be like an onion after it gets chopped up. Thank you.